This is Comic Shenanigans, episode 221, Comic Reviews for the week of Wednesday, November the 19th. Welcome to the Comic Shenanigans podcast. This is episode 221, looking at the uh, comic book releases from the week of Wednesday, November the 19th. I'm your host, Adam Chapman. Uh, We're just going to look at a few comics today that came out last week as we uh, get ready for new comics to come out today. Uh, on the 26th, we thought it would be a good chance, good time to look back at last week's comics. Uh, actually, there was a shitload of comics that came out last week, uh, so much that unfortunately I didn't have a chance to read them all. I was writing up the list. I usually go through, first of all, what I've read, and then I read off all the, the books I didn't get a chance to go through. And uh, it was a massive list this week of all the things I didn't get a chance to read yet. So um, I'm going to be busy. <laughs> trying to catch up on my reading. I still have stuff that came out last week, uh, the previous week uh, while I was on vacation in Cuba, and now I also have to go through last week's comics as well. There's a ton of stuff that's been coming out, so let's jump right in, why don't we? Uh, first up is Amazing Spider-Man number 10, which is the second uh, main chapter of Spider-Verse, uh, written by Dan Slott, uh, artwork by Olivier Coipel. Uh, still enjoyable. Um, I like that we got to see Superior Spider-Man here and his squad, and then we finally had the intersection between that squad and the squad that we saw last issue that was gathering on the Captain Universe world. Um, I wish there was a little bit more of an interaction between Peter realizing that this is Doc Ock after having killed his his mind and being in control of his body. Uh, hopefully we'll get that interaction next issue, but I just felt like we should have gotten more from it here, especially considering like what all that could be going on here and... Uh, could be related like does Kane even realize what happened and has he under does he understand because obviously he met the spider rock character but he didn't know the spider rock at the time uh 2099 is around like there's so many 616 characters as well uh that being said like it was it was a good issue got to see who the old man spidey was a lot faster than i thought as we've learned that it's a different um a different timelines version of uh ezekiel which was interesting and then we have everything kind of going into its own uh, series we see the setup to Sp- Spider Woman number one, uh, as well as uh, the next uh, chapter or storyline in Spider Man twenty ninety nine. So I do kind of like that we see things feeding out into other books. Um, you have the clones kind of taking off for the Scarlet Spiders book. Um, it's still a lot of setup, two chapters, and most of it is all setup. That being said, it's been good setup, and I have liked the artwork uh, by Quipel quite a lot. So I'm going to give it an eight out of ten. Um, I just hope that there's more variety going forward and there's more plot development. I'm a little worried about the side, like the side books, like um, Scarlet Spiders and Spider Woman and what's going on in Spider Man 2099. But we'll see how that shakes out. Uh, but I do have some reservations. Uh, next up is Avengers 38, which continues the Time Runs Out storyline. I uh, just really dig this book. Um, really interesting way in which the story is being told. As we're learning more about this new, uh, about the Pod character, uh, Stefano Castelli doing the artwork, uh, we finally get to see a lot more of Pod. Although I think maybe there was a few more pages in here that we needed. There's like, what, five or six pages of uh, just kind of this backstory without really knowing where it's going. Uh, I do like seeing Sun, uh, Sunspot kind of taking control and leading his team and explaining exactly what he's doing to those he's working with. Having him go and visit Scott Summers was interesting as well. And interested to see how it turns out that Scott and Beast are kind of still together at one point and other sentinels kind of out front of uh, nation x it's no longer just the weapon x facility that they're using as the school as the new school um i like that there's a bit of a mention here as to spider woman and black um 
and Black Widow find Tony Stark, which we see in this week's issue of New Avengers. Um, I just like how this this new team of Avengers gets together, uh, what the focus is going forward, what we're going to see Shang-Chi do, uh, a Legion of Shang-Chi's. A lot of cool stuff. I'm going to give it an 8 out of 10. Good artwork by Stefano Caselli. It remains compelling and interesting. I want to know not just how did we get here, but also where are we going? Because it's both stories that are I find very interesting, seeing a little bit of uh, how things are different and then going forward with those differences. Uh, next up is Avengers and X-Men Axis, number 6. Um, this was better than last issue. i got to say that. I still don't like it much, but it's better. Um so this continues the inversion part of the uh, the book. Uh, it's recommended writing with the Dodsons on art. Um, the whole apoco- you know, apocalypse leading all the mutants. I don't know if we get enough of a sense of how dire the situation is, but at the same time, for some reason, I'm not as invested. Uh, the Tony Stark and Daredevil components, I, I think it's less of a big deal than what's going on in New York, yet... We spend a bunch of pages on Tony fighting with Daredevil, and I'm, I'm just not interested. Um, I get it. I got the point of that kind of element. I don't think we needed this many pages to get there. I think last issue did a good job explaining it. Uh, now, Doom, deciding that he's going to make um, uh, Liberia democracy was cool, although the idea of him unmasking for his people I found was kind of a weird decision. I did like that we didn't see it, it so there's still that idea that what exactly are they gasping about? is uh, definitely an interesting idea, and the idea that then you have Scarlet Witch going up against Doom, uh, and then Doom getting saved by Quicksilver, who's working with Magneto, uh, which is a cool concept. You see uh, Loki and Thor have a bit of an interaction, which I don't think was that necessary. Um, we see that there's kind of a new Avengers team that's been formed out of all the characters that were inverted, uh, the villains that were inverted previously. Um, that could be really interesting. It could also not be. Like I, The storyline's so weird, because... You spend three issues on this big fight that I honestly was disconnected from and found it unengaging and didn't make a lot of sense as to how it was even happening. Then you have two issues of the villain, you know, heroes becoming villains, and now we have the villains become the heroes. Now we're going to have three issues of them, what, trying to stop the X-Men and uh, reverse the inversion. I almost feel like in some ways not enough has happened, but at the same time the stuff that happened happened too quickly. Like I, I, I don't even know how to make sense of this. Uh, I'm not enjoying the event. I'm going to give it a five. Um, I think overall I probably like it a little bit more than Original Sin. Just because I think when Original Sin, when you look at it at the end, I just don't think there was a point to it, much of a point to it. Uh, whereas I feel like at least there is a different type of story being told in X-Men, sorry, in Axis. Although, again, it's, it's disappointing because I think Remender's whole story with everything he did with the Apocalypse Wounds was much more thrilling and entertaining than this big crossover. And he did a lot of huge things in that storyline. He used a lot of different X-Men and Avengers characters, and that I was honestly thrilled by. I thought there was a, like you knew that some of it was going to be reversed because you know there was deaths that you knew wouldn't be able to stand. But it was really a, a really well written story, very interesting. And this just feels like a weird slapdash of things. Uh, next up is Avengers World 15. This is written by Nick Spencer, artwork by sorry, it's written by Nick Spencer and Frank Barbier. Artwork by Marco Cicchetto, and I always like Cicchetto's artwork. It's generally very good. It's all about Doom and Valeria deciding that they have to create a new team of Avengers to assist. I like that we have kind of that Avengers map, but now Doom's at the center of it, uh, building this team with uh, Valeria and Coulson getting everyone on the team, and they're going to go up against Scarlet Witch. I like the choices on the team. I like to see 3D Man again, because we haven't really seen him since Secret Invasion ended. 
Um, seeing Elsa Bloodstone again is nice, as well as uh, Valkyrie. I don't know where she's been since uh, the what the Fearless. Um, U.S. Agent, I guess, has the use of his legs back. That's nice. I don't know when that happened, but I'm glad that he can walk again. Stingray's here. It's good to see him. Uh, Valerian, kind of this pumped-up battle armor from Doom. I like this issue a lot. I thought it was a lot of it was set up, but fun set up, kind of putting together this new team. Uh, I found myself really taken with it. Uh, again, and great artwork. I'm going to give it an 8 out of 10. Uh, so that's three, out of, uh, three 8 out of 10 so far this week. Uh, next up is Batman and Robin 36. Um, this is all right. Uh, I don't think it's been, it has been was as strong as some of the previous issues uh, of Robin Rises. It's by uh, Peter Demasi writing it and Patrick Lucent on art. Um, Batman going a little bit batshit crazy, literally. Uh, going a little bit crazy trying to provoke and get a, a basically an audience of the dark side to then try and save his son. Um, I found myself flipping through this more than I usually do Batman and Robin. I just felt like I kind of got the gist, got the point, and wanted to kind of keep it moving, um, which is unfortunate because I, I don't think it did as good a job really keeping my interest uh, as typically they do. Uh, I'm going to give it maybe a 6 out of 10. It was still good. It just wasn't that great. Then we got Batman Eternal number 33. Really dug this. Uh, the cover's terrible, by the way. I really don't like it, but uh, the artwork is fantastic. So the cover's by Raphael Albuquerque. I don't really like it. Uh, the story's by Scott Snyder and James Tinian IV. Kyle Higgins on script. Ray Fox and Tim Seeley were the consulting writers. Jason Fabok is back and on art, and he does an amazing job. Um, the artwork is just... Th- this is why I started reading this damn book, because the artwork by Fabok was so fantastic. Uh, a solid story, a good sense of pacing. Um, it's kind of a thrilling ride. You're kind of, you know that something bad's going to happen um, at some point. That Hush is going to find uh, Alfred's daughter, but you're not sure exactly when it's going to happen. And when it happens, it's still a good surprise. Like it's still very entertaining. I'm going to give it an eight out of ten. Great book. Um, next up is uh, Death of Wolverine: The Weapon X Program Number Two. This I found boring. Um, the artwork is by Salvador La Roca. It's written by Charles Sewell. Uh, I get, I guess, what they're kind of trying to do with the story here, and that there's a, voices in this guy Sharp's head, um, and he's kind of seeing things, and you have all these new characters kind of introduced. I just, I just didn't care. Um, I give credit to Sewell. He's trying to develop these new characters, make them all a little bit different, and give them all their unique voices. And in some ways, I think he does succeed, but I just didn't feel invested. Um, it, and these characters, like, what is their purpose? What are they going to be doing? Like, until we have a good sense of what that might be, I don't know if I can be as interested in who they are. I'm mean, giving it a 5 out of 10. Next up is Justice League 36, which I actually thought was really good, uh, really entertaining. Um, it's written by uh, Jeff Johns, artwork by Jason Fabok. There he is again, uh, just doing fantastic art. Uh, great kind of Batman Superman team ups here. Uh, to try and stop the people infected with the Amazovirus. We're learning more about the virus. Uh, Wonder Woman isn't affected uh, at the moment. Batman and Lex Luthor are protected because of the containment suits they're wearing. Um, it looks like they're going to fight against the kind of the patient zero of the Amazovirus at the end here. We're still wondering who's behind the hit on Lex Luthor. There's a bit of a mystery here. Uh, in a lot of ways, this reminds me of Red Zone, which is also Jeff Jeffron's story, that you have this sudden, mysterious... You know, ailment affecting everyone, and they're trying to, you know, kind of uh, save people and figure out what's going on so that they can stop this uh, this infectious disease from from rampaging and infecting more. 
Uh, I really, really liked it. Again, I'm glad that Faybox joined the, joining the title. I think he's got a really solid artistic um, talent, and you, it's all on display here. Uh, next up is Spider-Woman number one. This is written by... Let's see here. Dennis Hopeless artwork by Greg Land. It's not the worst Greg Land artwork. In fact, sometimes I did like it, but there was a lot of posing. There's a lot of big boobs. Everything kind of be looking a certain way. Um... The story I found a little uninteresting because, like, this is a launch of a Spider-Woman book. And yet I found I didn't really connect or care about Jessica Drew. And it's obvious that they're trying to make Silk more the focus. And, again, no one really cares that much about her yet. Um, even though they keep trying. Um, you know, Spider-Man Noir gets taken off the, you know, the, the board pretty easily. And it looks like this book is going to be more of a, a Silk book at this moment than, um, than Spider-Woman herself. And... It's funny, you read The Amazing Spider-Man 10, they split off for specific reasons, and then this book just kind of reverses it completely. Uh, and suddenly Gwen's out in the field, which was something that Peter actively campaigned against in Spider Amazing Spider-Man 10. I just found there's a lot of inconsistencies in the narrative. Um, again, the artwork's probably the best part of the issue. I just I found the script a little bit, I don't know, lackluster. Uh, I'm going to give it a 5. Like I just it, it failed to really capture my attention. And last is Uncanny X-Men number 28 um, by Bendis and uh, Chris Anka on art. Uh, there's, I, I just felt like this is too long to get to the point. Like, there's some interesting ideas here with Scott trying to convince uh, this you know, mega-powerful mutant to be with, with his side. But I just found, again, so much talking and not enough happening. Like There's just not much actually happens here. You have Magneto deciding to confront uh, Cyclops about what's going on. But, um, yeah, I just found that I was bored because it was just like, stop banging my head against the wall with the same plot point over and over again. It just, it's really bothersome. So I'm going to give it a 5 out of 10. Now, the books I didn't get a chance to read this week include the following. Big Breath, Astro City 17, Axis Carnage number 2, Axis Revolutions number 2, Batman 66 meets Green Hornet number 6, Batman 66, The Lost Episode number 1, Batman Superman 16, Batwoman 36, Black Widow number 12, Daredevil number 10, Deadpool 37, Earth 2 World's End number 7, Electra number 8, Fables 146, Fantastic Four 13, Green Lantern New Guardians number 36, Guardians of the Galaxy 21, Harley Quinn number 12, Infinite Crisis, Fight for the Multiverse number 5, Inhuman number 8, Injustice Gods Among Us year 3 number 4, Loki Agent of Asgard number 8, Magneto number 12, Moon Knight number 9, Multiversity Pax Americana number 1, New 52 Futures End number 29, New Avengers number 26, I read half of it but not all of it so that's why I didn't review it, Powerize Bureau number 12, Punisher number 12, Red Hood and the Outlaws 36, Sensation Comics featuring Wonder Woman number 4, Storm number 5, Supergirl 36, Superman Wonder Woman number 13, Teen Titans number 4, Trinity of Sin number 2, Wonder Woman 36, and X-Force number 12. Looking forward to this coming week, uh, we've got the following books coming out on November 26th, or today, um, uh, when this releases on the 26th. Uh, some of the upcoming um kind of uh, particular books. We have uh, Absolute Batman Haunted Night hardcover. Uh, there's the Batman and Robin Trade Paperback Volume 4 Requiem for Damon. Excited to read this because um, uh, it has one of my favorite issues of the last couple of years in it. Uh, Batman Eternal, the first trade paperback releases. Uh, overall, it's had some inconsistencies, but I still think this is a good read and a good book. So I do recommend picking it up if you haven't been following the, uh, the uh, weekly series. 
Uh, new issues of Flash. There's the second JSA Omnibus hardcover, uh, collecting most of Jeff Johns' run. Uh, there's the Justice League Trinity War trade paperback coming out, um, as well as new issues of Red Lantern, Superman, and uh, Unwritten Volume 2 Apocalypse. Uh, at Image, there's a new issue of Manhattan Products number 25. And then going to Marvel, there's a new issue of uh, Amazing X-Men, All New Invaders. There's a new Epic Collection for uh, Captain America. It's Volume 1, Captain, The Captain Lives Again. Um, there's uh, Deadpool Volume 6, Original Sin trade paperback. You've got the In- Inhuman trade paperback, Volume 1, Genesis. Uh, another issue, New Avengers number 27, uh, Time Runs Out. I believe the last issue of New Warriors, New Warriors number 12. There's a Nova tie into Axis, Nova number 24. Uh, there's Oz, trade paperback, Road to Oz, uh, as well as the uh, first issue of Scarlet Spiders, the miniseries tying into Sp- um, Spider-Verse, as well as Spider-Man 2099, number 6. Uh, there's also uh, Superior Iron Man, number 2, Wolverine the X-Men, number 12, which is part of Axis, and the Wolverine by Jason Aaron Complete Collection, volume 4. So thank you for listening to this uh, relatively hurried, but uh, hopefully still entertaining episode of Comic Shenanigans. Uh, we will see you next time with episode 222. Uh, you can email us at comicshenanigans at gmail.com, like us on Facebook, rate and review us on iTunes, subscribe to us on iTunes, and post in our AC Realms thread as well. I'm Adam Chapman, your host, signing off, and we'll see you next time. Bye-bye.